Hi, everyone. Welcome to another amazing new episode of Brown Eyed Unicorn. I'm your host, Hannah Brown. And today's episode, we're actually taking a quick break from the Real Housewives of New Jersey recaps to chat with my new friend, Deanna Espear. Deanna is hilarious. She's gorgeous. I love her. She has had tons of experience in the entertainment industry. She's been a red carpet host. She's done producing. She now is the host of a hit podcast called You Can't Sit With Me that I actually got to guest on. So make sure to check that out. Um, and she's over all just a fucking delightful person who is sassy and no bullshit and honestly totally on brand. So we sat down and we chatted. Um, so make sure to listen to that before we get into the episode, though. Um, I just want to let you know that next week there will be two Real Housewives of New Jersey recaps. I basically just wanted to take a break this week um, because I didn't want to have my producer working overtime on like a million podcast episodes for this week. I wanted him to be able to enjoy the holiday. Um, so next week we're going to be doing two recaps. This week we're talking with Deanna. I'm also going to be putting up the first um, Patreon episode for the Real Housewives of New York recaps. We're doing Real Housewives of New York season two. So make sure to head to patreon.com slash brown eyed unicorn for that. For just $5 a month, you get access to all of my bonus episodes and you help support me and this podcast. Okay. Oh, and also please feel free to head on over to iTunes and rate and review the pod. If you have any feedback, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Hannah A. Brown. Follow me if you don't already on Instagram and Twitter at Hannah A. Brown. And I think that's it for housekeeping stuff. Okay, let's get to Deanna. All right, I am here with Deanna Espear. Hey, hey, I'm so excited to be on your show. I'm such a fangirl. Oh my God, I'm a fangirl of yours. We just recorded your show. Guys, go listen to it. You can't sit with me. Yes. Was so basic and annoying. Like, I love your show. I love your show. Like, no. I know, but it's like truly coming from a genuine place. No, it is. Like, I found your show and I was like, this bitch needs to come on my show. I know. And I listened yeah. to yours. I also listened to your episode with Paige DeSorbo. Oh, yeah. Love. Thank you. Um, and it was a similar thing where you guys like vibed really well and I was like this is we vibed well to. because she, like the way that she looks at dating and guys is very similar to me I'm also from like an Italian family uh. so we kind of like both were on the same page hold pun intended yeah Thank I'm you. so sorry, white girl problems. My dog was being really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> She's adorable. She's a bitch. We're here with an adorable little bitch named Luna. She's a Pomeranian. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, she like she literally looks like the devil. Does she have her own? I would love if the devil was a Pomeranian. That'd be amazing. The devil is a Pomeranian <laughs> and it's in the form of Luna. <laughs> Wait, does she have her own Instagram account? So she kind of did, but not really. So it's not really a thing. Okay, so we won't plug it. No, like I don't know the password to it. We won't plug it. Fair. Okay. Stop making noise. <laughs> Sorry. Don't they know that we're in the middle of something? Like literally the most important episode of my life. Um, right? That what we just did was like the pinnacle of my career thus far. What do you mean? Like recording your show. Like the fact that like we're collaborating is really fucking exciting. I feel like I don't guest on people's shows a lot. This is like really Are special. Are you joking? I no. was like, I need this girl on my show. Like your podcast is me. I'm a brown eyed unicorn. Yes. And I love Bravo TV and pop culture. We're truly the same person. You're just European, so you're the better version. Uh, no, I'm like the snobby version, and nobody likes that. It's like very unlikable. No, I've. We could argue about this all day. However, I want to know, and I want my listeners to know a little bit about like who you are, what you do, how you landed in LA, like all that good, good. So I'm a nobody who thinks she's somebody, which is like <laughs> lies, <laughs> like literally, like the problem that everyone in LA thinks they're important and they're not. So I think I'm a very, very important. Well, I'm you, joking. <laughs> you have talent to back up your blue check mark. Okay, so like. Which is more than Peter I don't Madrigal have the engagement say. to back it up because I've recently been like shadow banned by Instagram. 
Wait, you were shadow banned? Yeah. Why were you shadow banned? I don't know. <gasps> you and Jackie Schimmler are being targeted. No, but not for the same reasons. Like, oh. I think that I fucked up with my algorithm mm-hmm. because I stopped posting for like three weeks. <gasps> I was like a ghost on Instagram. And when you're someone who, like, I think some people build their following on, like, on other platforms and then they get like the natural, mm-hmm. like, it converts to Instagram but for me like the followings that I have I like kind of built on Instagram so when you stop being active on Instagram it kind of fucks up your whole algorithm oh my god I didn't it's really weird yeah I didn't story a lot for like two days and my engagement like went down a little that's the algorithm fucking with you saying like you need to be posting all the time and I need your life to be Instagram because otherwise I don't give a fuck about you that's really scary it's terrible which like so I no longer give a fuck Mm -hmm. but as you said at least I have like some form of talent god knows what that is to back up the blue check duh duh but so I started off you know I was a songwriter I had like a dance music career back in the day wasn't for me I was just too off-piste for it like Mm -hmm. I felt like everyone had to kind of follow one specific path and I just wanted to do other stuff Mm -hmm. long story cut short because I don't want to spend three hours talking about myself Um, you can yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um so then I started working in digital media I was a host for like Hollywood TV um I worked red carpet for like a a bunch of like outlets I was on KTLA like I did hosting Mm -hmm. and as we were discussing before I kind of wasn't down for the whole like traditional path that is basic bitch hosting Mm -hmm. so I started the you can't sit with me podcast and I started critiquing my favorite reality TV shows and then interviewing my favorite reality TV stars and then eventually hating my favorite reality tv stars and then wanting to be on your show oh my gosh what a beautiful path (laughs) you followed the yellow brick road literally i was such a thirsty bitch i was like can i be on your show well actually no i asked you to be on mine but i was like i also want to be on yours (laughs) oh my god no i this is an amazing collab i will say like like game recognize game in that way because i do think like being a host and having to just like smile and kiss everyone's ass like has to be soul-sucking after a while it was soul destructing truly like I'm not just saying this to be like oh my gosh my life was so hard like no being a host is cool and it's entertaining and it comes with a lot of like cool things but it was truly soul destructing I felt like a robot always asking the same questions Mm -hmm. always it made me socially awkward because I would be in in a social situation and just throw a bunch of questions at people because I didn't know how to organically interact with people yeah and podcasting has like given me that back oh that's great yeah it's really weird how it fucked with me yeah I would imagine though because especially like I've seen some really cringeworthy like red carpet moments like this award season like Uh, Jenny McCarthy like really fucked up at what was it the Emmys I didn't really watch to be she wasn't great but like like, it has to be stressful, too, when you're given questions that you have to ask, even if you're like, oh, God, I know this person's not going to appreciate this. Well, so the problem when you're a red carpet host, I can give you, like, the nitty gritty of mm-hmm. that situation is that you can't have, like, a blank moment. There can never be a moment where there's no sound and no one talking. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you're throwing a question at someone, and while they're answering the question, you already have to think about your next question, so you're not really focusing on what they're saying, mm-hmm. but you also have to be looking around to see who's the next person. Is it a bigger person? Is it someone that you need to be interviewing before you miss them? Oh. So you're not really invested in that conversation. So if something goes wrong, you're kind of just stuck there, and you feel like a fucking arsehole. Oh. So it's just not 
an organic way of interacting with people. And I think that as content is becoming more and more, you know, unfiltered organic, people see right through it now. Right. So that's why I think the red carpet model is slowly kind of dying. And that's why podcasting is becoming a huge thing. Right. Um, but now I have the opposite thing because of podcasting where like I go to an event and I'm incapable of doing small talk because I'm so used to having meaningful conversations with people. Yeah. So when people small talk me, I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. Totally. And then I, or like have a natural resting bitch face that doesn't help my case oh my god yes you said on your show that small talk like really fucking gets to you it bugs me I appreciate that because it truly makes me want to die like what did you say like when you're at a cocktail and you're standing there what do you fucking say to someone I need to know I need the tips I I literally like I can't I can't ask someone what do you do because literally if one more person asks me what do you do I will shoot myself and them yeah I don't even fucking know what I do <laughs> I, I think you should just be like nothing I literally do nothing. Really? But then if you're like, last weekend I was at a wedding with my boyfriend and mm -hmm. meeting all his best friends from mm -hmm. like back in the day and like, I would have just been a rude bitch. I guess that's true. And you yeah. kind of have to impress the friends. So like, what do you do? I think what I say, I mean, like I went to a wedding last weekend also. I just yeah. adjusted my lipstick because I look like shit, but carry on. No, you look great. <laughs> no, no. We were both at weddings last weekend, actually. Yeah. Um, We're so aligned. It's really crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But I feel like a lot of people I went to high school with were there and they were like, so you're in LA? Like, what are you doing? And I feel like something about being in LA, like people expect you to like have some cool some cool anecdote yeah, anything exactly to talk about. And which I, like i do not i spend my life in pjs when i can afford it i go to soul cycle love. and i don't want to be around people the streets are empty so i'm ba basically becoming socially inept yeah i mean la gets so exhausting like i've only lived here like a little under two years and i've already become like so isolated not in a depressing way more just like i don't have the energy to like go out nobody and, like, has do the, the energy thing. yeah everyone's flaky as fuck no one yeah. has the energy yeah my brother has been here for a week and i've had to like google cow plan everything to make sure we had stuff to do yeah and like force people to come out to dinner with us yeah because like no one wants to like i had to regina george my way through this whole entire week with my brother yeah yeah. In what way? By the way, Regina George is like your spirit animal in some ways. I am Regina George. Okay. In what ways? I want to know. Um. Ooh. I. That's a very good question. Actually, yeah. no one's ever asked me that. Yeah. Um. I think I'm Regina George in the sense that I don't really have pity. Like, mm -hmm. if you deserve to be checked, I will check you. Love I that. mean, obviously, I'm not as conniving, and like the the whole thing is very much caricatured. But mm -hmm. I just think that. I am unapologetically myself. Mm -hmm. If you're not happy with that, fuck you. Like my way is the only way. Yeah. And, but at the same time, if I do have a best friend and I'm invested in someone, I will defend them and like, yeah, you're you loyal. Know, very loyal. Wait, what's your sign? I'm Pisces. Ah, I'm a Leo. No way. Yeah. My sister Leo, we, we're like best friends. Ah, uh, this all makes sense. All I makes also sense. feel like if like, she wants belly rubs Aww. with your foot, with your foot. Okay. She'll come. Yeah. Okay. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. How weird is she? Oh my god, that's so fun. Yeah. I'm belly rubbing. She's Luna's like a thirsty tummy. bitch for your oh my god. belly rubs. Oh my yeah. god, me too for her attention. Um wait, also, I feel like in the vein of Regina George, if you didn't like someone's skirt, I feel like you wouldn't lie to them about it. No. But you wouldn't go out of your way to tell them that you didn't like it, or would you? No, if they asked me, I'd be like, if I they don't like asked it. You. Yeah, if yeah. they liked me, I'd be like, I don't like it. Yeah. But at the same time, so it, there's a very big difference actually between me and Regina George. Mm -hmm. I'm just Regina George because I don't care if I've offended someone. Love that. Yeah. I don't care if I've offended a person, but um, I feel like if someone is like sucking up to me, I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, but very like obvious that I don't give a fuck, but I'll have this super nice voice like, oh my gosh, I fucking love your skirt. Okay, bye. 
Totally. Do you know what I mean? I feel like some of that has to be some like European, like British. Yeah, I'll give it to too. them faker, but make it obvious that like I don't want to be talking to them. Totally. Yeah. So you, I feel like you and I are similar then in that way too, where like the one thing that like turns me off more than anything is like inauthenticity. And like when you 100%. can smell that someone. But I'm someone... so inauthentic as well. I've face in some of my Instagram photos. But I feel like being like, don't we all? But I feel like, yeah, I feel like who's not inauthentic on Instagram, but like. Um, Emrata, um, Gigi Hadid, despite her being so, na- um, Bella Hadid, um, Kendall Jenner, Kylie Jenner. Wait, that um, you're saying they don't facetune? No, they're not authentic on Instagram. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, who else? Uh, Tash Oakley. I mean, I can't be- believe I'm calling people out because, like, I would die to have these people on my podcast, but, like, no. No, but totally. But, like, I – and that, like, I I will never judge someone for putting the hottest version of themselves on their Instagram. Yeah. But it's also, like, if I'm having a conversation with you, with you and I can tell you're a bullshitter, that's going to bother me. And, yeah. And, like, you call that shit out. And also, like, I'll face June myself, but mm-hmm. it's all because of the bad angles. Like, I'm not going to make myself look like a different person. Totally. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if the angle is bad, I'll kind of, like, tweak it. Mm-hmm. But if, for example, my lips are small and it's, like, and they're just going to always be small, I won't fuck with them. Totally. Do you know what I mean? No, I've seen you on social media and I met you in person. She looks exactly the same, you guys. No, I do not, but thank you. You do? Like, I'm slightly less, like, smoothed out because I do smooth smooth myself out sometimes. Oh, my God, wait. You just started going to this place for facials or what was this place you just a face gym yes oh my friend my it's my friend's business i just want to you you have to go because you're all about like beauty hacks and i'm all about self-care yes i don't really care about beauty because half the time i'm in pjs and like zero makeup Mm -hmm. but i do like self-care so face gym is basically the most anti-aging beauty treatment you could ever do for yourself besides botox because botox is like concealing what's like the damage that's already been done whereas face gym is like going to the root of the problem trying to fix it (gasps) so it's giving your face lymphatic drainage which is like increases blood circulation so blood circulation is what basically is going to like get rid of your under eye bags Mm -hmm. and like you know the deep like set fine lines it's such a good treatment it's on sunset in west hollywood you must go tell them you're coming from me I does don't it know if feel gonna, good it feels fucking amazing what are some other like self-care tips you can give my listeners i have so many so i recently oh are we doing tip of the week on your podcast yes let's do it okay love it so tip of the week um my <laughs> I love it. This is that's a segment on you can't sit with me. Yeah, but now it's a segment on brown eyed unicorn. Yeah, because okay. you're here. Yeah. So um, I recently de- uh, de- discovered discovered mm-hmm. for Deanna. <laughs> Deanna discovered. Should, should I make this a thing? That's a segment. The, the tip of the week is discovered. Oh, that's cute. I'm crying. Oh my gosh. It's a pun. No, it's a pun. Like, I love this. I love it. I think I'm just d- sleep deprived and just like hungover from the weekend. I feel like that every day. Same. <laughs> um, so I recently found these little socks. They're just heel socks and they have mm-hmm. these like gel pads mm-hmm. and they kind of help when you have like cracked heels because I do because I used to be yes. a dancer and oh. like my heels are super cracked and disgusting. I'm sorry if you get like irked by these comments. I would if I listened to the podcast, but I'm the one talking, so it doesn't matter. My heels are disgusting. And yeah. so I use these little like heel socks and they kind of like helped with my dry heels. Oh, I love that. Yeah. There's nothing worse. As someone who's waited tables for this long, there's nothing worse than having like foot pain in your shoes. Disgusting. All day long. And also when you wear sandals and you can see these like dark cracked heels. Yes. Like that makes me want to arrest someone I know. and myself if that happened to me. Yeah. I don't even wear sandals because I just like don't like my yeah, feet. Yeah, I've given up on the sandal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. totally. Um, wait, also, 
I was going to say. Wait, so where in the UK are you from? So I actually grew up in Switzerland, but my dad's okay. English. So mm-hmm. I was always back and forth. Mm-hmm. But my family's from London. <gasps> Chic. So you Chic. have lived in Iris and Amanda life, like from the holiday. Like, oh, wait, you've been. Wait, have you ever seen The Holiday? Uh, no, I'm so bad at movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. OK, wait. So it's yeah. a Nancy Myers movie where, like, you know, I also grew up in Europe. So, like, we don't always have the same movies and TV shows. And like, well, it's the holiday season. I'm so kind of dumb. You need to watch it. I need to watch it. Basically, Cameron Diaz plays a character named Amanda who lives in L.A. And uh-huh. then Kate Winslet plays Iris who lives in London. And then they, like, do, like, a house exchange. Oh, this is us. Yeah. Like, and literally. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, now that you've lived in both places, which should you like better, living in the U.K. or living in L.A.? It's very. That's just two very different lifestyles personally i feel like i've made la my home now so Mm -hmm. it would be very hard to go back even Mm -hmm. though i probably will have to because i want a visa and that shit is expiring soon yeah but um i've really created a a life for myself here i like Mm -hmm. i like the lifestyle i'm into podcasting now so i don't mind driving and just listening to a bunch of podcasts whereas in london there's no time Mm -hmm. um i do like it's just a more people don't realize but i feel like it's a more down-to-earth life where you just have more personal time alone time you have more mm-hmm. time to like do your errands and things whereas london is just more like people people in your face people all the time talking gossiping there's not as much gossiping in la i feel wow. like yeah i feel like that's probably like a misconception that la has a ton of gossip and cattiness people don't give a fuck about you they care about themselves that's the thing that was yeah. like the first year i lived here like it was a tough pill to swallow that's like no one gives a fuck about you yeah but at the same time they don't give a fuck about you so they're not gonna bitch about that's you. that's the thing it's like so kind of freeing no one's gonna like be there for you but at least no one's gonna like ruin your reputation totally. whereas in london everyone's gonna like be in your face and be there for you but then they'll like ruin you the next day scary yeah i don't it's, think it's I more vicious last. london's more vicious oh that's probably why you have like a fun like sassy sense of humor though no I, the the sense of humor sass is not from me being one of the london vicious bitches it's from me being like like a, like bullied by the vicious bitches uh-huh. and developing thick skin and now just being like fuck everyone like okay, i've w- seen the worst of it yes okay so i had this question for you literally yeah. written down because you sort of ha- you obviously are this like bubbly vivacious personality oh thank you you're a natural leader i would say not at all but thank you Uh, well you're the leader of your own business which i first time i've been a leader in my life thanks (laughs) but like i was gonna ask have you always been that way or is this sort of like 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 a has this part of your personality developed? It's developed. Bully, I used to be like bullied. the quiet girl. Mm-hmm. I used to like always apologize for being there. Mm-hmm. I used to never own what I did. I mm-hmm. used to like, yeah, I was a little awkward. And like, I was always, I, I don't know how to explain because I was never like the, the, you know, the loser. Right. But I was just very, like an introvert very mm-hmm. much. And I think that going through like the adult bullying, which sucked. And then not that I want to like be a victim because fuck no, I, I don't do vic- like the victim thing. Yeah. But also I had a, you know, the reason why I'm in LA is because I went through this like horrible breakup where I was like basically abandoned in LA by oh this guy God. who made me move here for him. <gasps> and so I just... When you feel like you've reached rock bottom and you feel like there's nothing to lose, you just like go with it and you don't give a fuck. And I right. think that's what made me this way. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you really like flipped a shitty situation on its head. Yeah. I don't believe in playing the victim. So mm-hmm. when I've, you know, been, when I've had like harder situations to, to deal with, mm-hmm. I would just like take the bull by the horn and the bull by the is that the right expression yeah, the i always fuck up my analogies it's a real problem of mine <laughs> <laughs> and i'm supposed to be a podcaster how sad is that <laughs> but um yeah so i like i don't believe in therapy but i just went to just get like perspective and just like not be like 
it's everyone else's fault and I'm the angel and I'm just sad and everyone's like abandoned me. Yeah. I, I wanted to know like, what could I have done better? Like, what can I do better? How can I improve? How can I not do the same mistake again? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I don't believe in playing victim. Yeah. And that's why I've become this way. Because I'm a natural fighter. Maybe not a natural leader, but I'm a natural like hustler. Totally. Yeah. That's a great quality to have. I mean, like I definitely was bullied as an adult, which I bring up way too often on my podcast, but it does sort of force you to decide like, am I going to continue to be this person who apologizes for who I am or yeah. am I going to like step into it? Cause it's, you're all you have at the end of the day. hundred percent. Know? Yeah. And I think that podcasting is like the best way to just like put your foot down and be like, this is me. Yeah. Come sit with me if you want to. And if not, bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Um, also I heard on your podcast that you don't like crowds and I don't either. I hate crowds. I can't do it, but you went to Lollapalooza. Yeah. So here's the thing. At the time, me and my current boyfriend, which is so annoying. I'm a chick with a boyfriend. Like, I fucking hate these people. I can't believe I'm one of them. Who are we? Yeah. (laughs) No, no, I hate. (laughs) Like, I'm never going to mention him again. Yeah. But he's great. Um, We were just not super, like, seriously dating. We were getting to know each Mm -hmm. other and figuring out, are we going to date or not? And Mm -hmm. we went together. And he knew that I don't like crowds and I don't like these situations. And Mm -hmm. he was like come with me and I'll change your perspective and I'll help you, you know, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So without him, I wouldn't have gone. And he really helped me experience the festival life, um, being aware of my fears and my phobias. And yeah. he helped me just like enjoy. That's Which romantic. Is great of him. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. So how he's did- chill. He's not like, oh my gosh, like be my princess. Like he's chill. He's smooth. Yeah. But it was a, a, a nice and a cute thing of him to do. Do you like, it, does he sort of balance out your energy? 100%. Yeah. Which is something I had to learn later on in life again. I used mm-hmm. to think that someone who was as fucked up as me would be the only person capable of understanding me. Same. The problem is that they can understand you, but they can't balance you out. Mm-hmm. So I've had to like, you know, go for someone who was the my polar opposite to understand that he may not be able to understand fully because he's not in my shoes, but he can at least balance me out, which is helpful. It's It's more helpful. So necessary. Necessary, especially for someone as fucked up as I am. I'm not saying I'm like crazy fucked up, but I'm just like, I'm a little twisted. Yeah, same. Yeah. I feel like it's like definitely a tempting thing when you have sort of like a big personality, like you want someone who's going to match it. Like you're attracted to someone who has almost a bigger personality. But you know, I don't actually have a big personality. I think I bark loud. What is it? The bark? Your bark is louder than your bite. Yeah. It's it's analogy. Can't do it. But you you know what I'm saying. Totally. Um, So I think that I speak my mind a lot and I have a lot of personality when it comes to podcasting and Mm -hmm. conversation. But when I'm in a relationship, I'm Mm -hmm. not the dominant one. I'm Mm -hmm. actually like always try- I'm a nurturer I'm always trying to nurture yeah. and to help and to be very sweet and mm-hmm. like I'm not aggressive and I'm not as um, forward as I am in this setting that's so interesting that totally huh? makes sense though yeah yeah and I also I'm like, a Pisces yeah yeah for me it's like I you're have- Leo you're like fuck you I'm yeah. the queen yeah I mean I feel like I in the you're past super generous totally I know everything very because my sister's a Leo like I I literally know you oh you get it yeah I, I get I'm it a very like stereotypical Leo but I feel like in the past I went for dudes with like a ton of bravado who would like come into a room like hey because I thought that that energy like would match mine and I thought that that energy is how I would, how I would feel taken care of yeah but yeah it ended up being the same thing where I needed to find so someone calm. for you uh, let me let me just I sniff you I yeah. sniffed you and yes. I know so let me tell you tell me <laughs> I'm not trying to be arrogant but I know I love this um so you used to think that you needed someone stronger than you yes. to like handle you yes the thing is you need someone stronger than you but he who's strong enough to make you feel like you're 
stronger and you're make, take, making all the calls and the yeah. shots. But they're just like leading you in the right direction yes. in a passive way so that you get your raw moment, mm -hmm. but they're handling you. To 100% what like I'm in right now. Like literally, I know you so well. Yeah. You're like my sister. No, it's like literally the relationship I'm in right now. I'm sorry, I'm, that made no sense, but you know what I mean. No, totally. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, like the person, the person I'm dating now, I can't speak. The person I'm dating now, like has a really good way of like, yeah, like balancing me out and like guiding me in a way that isn't loud and obnoxious, but it's just like, I'm going to give you space to figure this out. I'm going to nurture you and let you. But where he needs you, you'll get there. Totally. But you just need to like get there on your own. Yes. He can't force you in that direction. Yes. Because then you'll just like, it's counterproductive for someone like you. I just get mad. Yeah. Whereas I need to be like forced in a direction. Totally. Because I'm a passive Pisces and I'm very emotional. I need to be rescued. Oh, sniff, sniff. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh. Wow, I, I fucking love astrology. I truly think it explains a lot. I don't, though. Like, I've never actually read about it until yeah. this year. But, like, it, it's useful when you're trying to make a point. Totally. We're like, uh-huh, yes. It's useful tracks. to manipulate someone into, like, understanding what you're about and what they're about. Oh, totally. Yeah. 100%. Um, wait, also I wanted to ask. Yeah. You're, okay, so we're both Bravo people. Yeah. Um. Wait, what are your favorite Bravo shows again? Vanderpump Rules, Summer House. It mm -hmm. used to be Vanderpump Rules, but now it's Summer House. Mm -hmm. And um, nothing. Uh, because Real Housewives of OC is stale. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills stale. Um, Vanderpump Rules kind of stale. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. I, I, I watched The Bachelorette for the first time. I watched The Hills, didn't like it. Um, this is completely different from Bravo, but Rhythm and Flow on Netflix and Selling Sunset on Netflix. Are they good? Reality shows amazing i haven't watched you either ha of those you have to watch selling sunset if you like everything like hollywood like yeah Vanderbilt, you need to watch selling sunset okay i've sure. heard this people have it's told good. me this um okay i guess my question was gonna be if you were stuck on a desert island with the cast of any bravo show that you watch summer house obviously okay why would you pick them because kyle is fucking hilarious and mm -hmm. they know how to send it pun intended totally uh, they just they're just the best partiers yeah i feel like vanderpump rules is just like drunken debauchery which is the case for summer house but then they balance it out yeah and they're just they throw the best parties totally they would make the most of the situation oh i want to go to that house in the hamptons so bad like i feel like vanderpump rules if they're not in their little pump and their little sir and their little tom mm -hmm. they're like lost like lost puppies totally. i feel like summer house they could make the most of anything that's a really good point because they're hustlers they're not yeah. like entitled housewives right they're not like vanderpump like i'm the queen of weho but outside of weho i'm lost totally they just, they, they just know that they're, they're, they're well-rounded honestly that's a really great argument now i'm gonna agree with you even though that's not my Thank favorite you. bravo show no but you you need to get into it. i promise you're gonna appreciate it also like not to be a bitch but like the last fucking thing I not want to be a bitch um hello, no, hello you are a bitch yeah yeah in the best way yeah but like the last thing I want is to be on a deserted island with a bunch of like middle-aged women fighting and like no shade I love a middle-aged woman I respect I feel like it would a be a very age. relaxing situation if you were to be like on a d deserted island because you would just be watching like you're watching the tv show and I you guess. wouldn't have to like take part in the debauchery so it would be a very relaxing um, desert island situation but I need a bigger plot twist I need to be involved well and when there's too much estrogen in one specific concentrated place like it just gets really messy and imagine how much worse they would be if they couldn't get that Botox and injections yes. they would literally rip rip each other apart yeah it would be like they would be driven to madness literally yeah yeah they would like probably eat, eat each other's like flesh to for sure to be younger oh my god yeah i'm yeah. crying i feel like ramona would get eaten first in new york and then in beverly hills i feel like they would all like eat like 
Kim Richards or somebody. No. Who she, would they eat she's first? She's too like washed out. That's true. I feel like they would eat um, probably Erica Jane because she's very like sexual. And, yeah. And like, she, they would want to like eat her soul. Yeah. Eat her soul. Yeah. I feel like and she's, she's got a very young soul. So they want to eat that shit. Yeah. Totally. Ho, ho, ho. Happy Hanukkah. Or should I say Hanukkah? It's that time of the year, y'all. It's that time of the year to dust off your elf on the shelf or your mensch on the bench or whatever the fuck and start picking out holiday gifts for your loved ones or your liked ones or yourself whatever and what better place to do that than totally good time totally good time is my favorite company it is a website that features a variety of adorable pop culture merch from sex in the city tees to real housewives merch and they're also currently featuring some incredible holiday themed merch um, I gave Danny Pellegrino a sweatshirt for his birthday that said Mariah Carey invented Christmas and it is so buttery soft and fucking cute it looks great on everybody they also have a sweatshirt right now that has like five different quotes from the holiday on it and we all know how I feel about the holiday. Fuck Jasper Bloom. If you have a Jasper Bloom this holiday season, you got to kick him to the curb. But more importantly, with my code HANNAH20, you get 20% off at, at checkout. That's right. 20% off. So head to totallygoodtime.com and treat yourself or someone else to the gift of pop culture. HANNAH20 at checkout. Okay, love you. Bye. Um, also, since we're both Jewish, I have to ask, what's your favorite Jewish holiday? Um... What's my favorite Jewish holiday? I'm going to have to say Passover because I loved oh, uh, matzo ball soup. So fun. Yeah. What's yours? Okay. So like I love Passover. I will say like the principle though, I love Yom Kippur. I was going to say it's where all of us are brought together. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you can really social climb your way through life at Yom Kippur because yeah. everyone's at synagogue and everyone's fasting. So everyone's like nice to you. Totally. Um, I agree with you for the principle and I like switching off and doing that thing. But yeah. you know, I'm a sucker for matzo ball soup. So I'm going to have to say Passover. Totally. I like Yom Kippur because it's like you basically fuck up all year and then every year you like apologize to God and then you're like he's like I forgive you and then you can start all yeah, over. Yeah it's an excuse to fuck up and yeah. then just repent. Yeah and then eat your ass off the second the sun goes down. Without feeling guilty. Yeah exactly. I love it. Yeah it's chic. Um, uh, have you watched that video should Jewish girls say? It was like a real like no. I can't wait to lose my water weight on Yom Kippur. Sorry, was that a good American? Yes, it was, was terrible. Really good. But it, it's a really, it's like an iconic video of this guy who like plays like a Jewish like princess, a Jappy girl. And he's like, is this diet? Like, is this diet? Like asks if everything is diet. I need to watch this. It's so fucking funny. Shit Jewish girls say on YouTube. Oh my God. Iconic video of the past. Bookmarking mentally now. Yeah. Um, okay, so I know we already talked about dating a little bit, but do you, because I know you said you don't normally like have a boyfriend, right? No, I was very much like single for quite a while, okay. especially in LA. So dating tips slash how did you meet your man? Like give me randomly and it sucks when people say dating tips because I feel like obviously everyone's different totally. and whatever, but I do have a couple tips. Yeah. Always be high value person and mm -hmm. approachable. And I don't mean be a fake bitch who's like, hi to everyone. Cause that's yeah. scary as fuck. Mm -hmm. But I mean, every opportunity, yeah. I, I obviously I don't want to quote Matthew Hussey because I think that oh, I love him. No, I don't because if you were ugly and you managed to get a girl, I would listen to you. But I don't give a fuck about what you say because you're so hot that everyone wants to date you. That's fair. But um, one thing that I will take away from his book is that when he says you have to be a high value person, it doesn't mean to meet someone. It means like be a high value person, like have a hobby that you genuinely enjoy that like makes you enjoy life, have friends that you love spending time with that mm -hmm. just make you happy because mm -hmm. happy people attract 
boyfriends. Yeah. Like sad, miserable bitches attract nobody. And also be approachable in the sense that like, I never think I'm above anyone. So Mm -hmm. it my barista, anything. I just like, if anyone starts a conversation with me, unless I get like super creepy vibes, I'm always down to just be pleasant and make a new friend, no matter what their career, what their job, what their gender, what whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Because who knows, they might have a friend, a friend of a friend. And that's something that I learned just being alone in LA with nobody when I was like abandoned, whatever. You're not above anyone or anything. And once you start really, you know, subscribing to that mentality, you'll just meet so many different people and you'll have so many options to choose from rather than like run after the one fuck boy who's not texting you back. Oh, that's how I spent my entire 20s until literally a few months ago. No bueno, not down for that. Yeah, and it's so true. Like anytime I've been like, feeling sorry for myself like all my friends have boyfriends and I don't and like I would I would put on the hottest outfit and go out and like try and like get a dude and I couldn't and it doesn't work and then you my look vibe like wasn't, shit yeah you look like shit but you're happy with yourself and all the guys want to talk to you yeah it's so yeah. it's such a crazy phenomenon but it like totally makes sense 100% yeah so basically just like focus on yourself or there's another option yeah. have a boyfriend have him make you miserable and then you have that energy of like wanting to be approached by guys mm-hmm. and that works <laughs> it's such an asshole advice but it's true like you know these girls who are like miserable in their relationships mm-hmm. and like crave attention from other guys mm-hmm. those girls get a lot of attention that made me sound like such a bad person that's actually never happened to me but i just know from no, like it's so ob- true, observing my friends it's because you're like unavailable but available at the same time exactly yeah. which is like what guys crave it's like attractive for. yeah like yeah, totally. un- un- unavailable but available yeah like unavailable but emotionally like i want your attention totally like here for like still approachable in some sort of way approachable but unavailable yeah that's what we were looking for yes yes i i made myself sound like a cheater and an asshole never cheated not an asshole but it's it's facts like it's true totally how um who made the first move with your current boyfriend you or him him 100 (gasps) percent it was did he just like see you across the room and he was like hey well so he's very chill and he's kind of like a i think he used to be kind of a ladies man or something Mm -hmm. which he's gonna hate me for saying that on the podcast (laughs) but sorry um and i think from what i hear he told his friends like i'm gonna hook up with this girl Mm -hmm. which he didn't because Mm -hmm. i'm so hard to get hello i love that yeah but i am actually Mm -hmm. as you can tell from my episode with peter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You guys, you need to go listen to her interview with Peter Madrigal. He sounded like a dumbass and you sounded great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I thought I sounded like a dumbass because of him. No. I thought he made me look really bad. And I was like, fuck it. I'll still put this out there. No, he's the worst. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he was like, I'm going to hook up with this girl. And then it's, originally he wasn't 100% my type. Mm-hmm. But when we smoke, uh, when, oh, smoke. When we spoke, I mm-hmm. was like, shit, this guy's smooth. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, like. We just, we just, yeah, he pursued me. He took me out on a date the next day or two days after. You know, he invited me to a party the day after. Then he took me out on a date. He wasn't super thirsty, but he Mm -hmm. was just like, I want to get to know you. And it was just chill. Totally. I think like, I feel like there comes a time where like also when you're in a place where you're, you want to date somebody, like you're down to have a boyfriend. I feel like it's like so necessary that the dude is going to prove to you early on that like he can fucking like respect you and your time and execute a date and invite you to hundred percent because you know if he hadn't been that way i probably wouldn't have been interested in him what i liked about him was his confidence and how everything was non-awkward and just smooth and to be honest i wasn't super like down to date anyone i was Mm -hmm. just like having fun with my friends and i was genuinely loving life yeah and i met him and he and i was like this is so fucking easy i'm just gonna go for it and 
the fact that he made it so easy for me to like him. Mm-hmm. Not not convenient. I'm not talking about convenience because he lives in fucking Miami. So that's not convenient. Right. Convenience is the death of a relationship. Mm-hmm. He just made it easy for me to like him because he was understanding, very easygoing. I could talk to him about anything and I could just go on any date and not feel awkward. And I think it's super important when you're a guy. It's very, very masculine and very cool to be that way. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. just like the definition of big dick energy is just like, I got this. That's exactly yeah. when I met him. I was like huge, big dick energy. Love that. Yeah. I've never actually put it into words that way, but that's what I meant. Yeah. Cause it's not about like being the like loudest dude in the room. It's actually that like cool, calm confidence of like, I got this spot on. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. He was not like the loudest, like the loud, obnoxious guy. I was like, get the fuck out of my face. You're annoying. Small me. dick energy. Like, no, non existent dick energy. Yeah. 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 Where did your dick go energy? Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, yeah. Well, yay. I love that love story. Thanks. Do I have any of that? I mean, questions? I don't know if it's a love story yet. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a new romance. A like story. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. romance. A new romance. <laughs> also, I love that he lives in Miami because then you can like still do your thing here. I do my thing here and then I can go batshit crazy partying in Miami as yeah. well. That's really fun. It's like the best of both worlds. That truly is the best of both worlds. My last question for you. Yeah. Is... Didn't you interview that like batshit crazy like Rainbow Bright kid, Joanna Sawa or whatever her name is? Wait, who's that? Joanna Siwa. I I could be wrong about that. Jojo Siwa. Yes. Yes. I a bunch of times actually. I don't know why this is a question that I had to ask. You, you want to talk to me about Jojo Siwa? Go ahead. I just think that she's a true phenomenon. I didn't even know who she was until like a month ago, but now I see her everywhere. Oh really? I've known who she was for the last like ten years. What? This isn't my last question because that's a weird note to go out on. But like, what the fuck is this girl like in real life? She was on Dance Moms and then she became a Nickelodeon girl. So she had, she was on a couple of Nickelodeon shows. She has a YouTube channel. And so when I was working for Hollywood, which is like, it was a younger celebrity news channel Mm -hmm. um, where we interviewed all the younger celebrities, you know, Mm -hmm. all these young like um, Gen Z celebrities. Yeah. She was like popping. She was like on Nickelodeon, like cool. And I've really like seen her grow. Like I've watched her grow. Like I started interviewing her when she was probably like 13 till she was about 17. And oh so back in the day, she was this like crazy kid with like the ponytail. Like she had like a speech problem. She couldn't pronounce things properly. Mm-hmm. She was super loud, super cute, like charisma. And then I think with age, as you get older, it looks more and more obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you don't realize is that when you see her in real you interview, she's like, okay, like, what are you going to talk to me about? And she's like a boss bitch. And she's not even 18. And she's like, what do you want me to say? And I'll be like, oh, I'm going to ask you about this. She's like, okay. Hi, everyone. And she's just catering to her like childlike audience. And then, and you can tell that it's genuine and it's her, but it's also the business version of her. She's a professional. She means fucking business. Wow. And then when she's done on camera, she's like, hey, like, what's up? Hey, D, like, what's up? Like, cool, chill, chill. Camera's on. Hi guys, I'm Jojo. I'm this like Nickelodeon kid and I'm here to like cater to my audience. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I never thought I'd be a fan of hers, but honestly, I can respect all of that. You have to like see behind the scenes shit when she, I have an interview, you have to see, I have an interview with her and she's, she's chill. I feel like she has to have a documentary coming out at some point. She needs one because she needs one. I feel like she's the next best thing after like Justin Bieber, like the way yeah. that he was like fame wise, like mm-hmm. means business. But I think she'll end up less fucked up than him because she knows the difference. She knows the game she's playing. Yeah. She yeah. knows the game she's playing. I love that. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. 
Um, are there any other final words of wisdom, words about Bravo? Anything else you want to share with my listeners? Such a bold question. I love it. I know. Because you're really putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, what am I going to say? Uh, Bravo needs to like up their game because I totally. feel like everything's getting really stale. Mm-hmm. I was like dying to watch a Bravo show and now I'm like, oh, there's another episode. Like, who's going to fight now? Like, I just feel like there needs to be better plot twists. Totally. Um, I'm still going to watch Bravo. I'm still going to comment on it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should be the next b- big podcaster. Um, I think friend. you. I, I think you should have been invited to BravoCon. I was surprised that you weren't. Um, we should have gone together but it's 100 percent. yeah um i feel like you know there's all these like big brother podcasters that are just talking it's just the same shit every different episode i feel like you you should like you should have your moment because you're different um and i'm not bumming you because i hate everyone um (laughs) and the term bumming you yeah well bumming in america means having sex bumming in the uk means like blowing smoke up your ass basically yeah like kiss your ass yeah um what else bravo carl radke is way better on tv and on podcast than he is in person great love that he's gonna hate me for saying that it's i can cut it out no i can leave it yeah i mean i did meet (laughs) him and the first thing that well no he came on my podcast it was through Mm -hmm. skype Mm -hmm. and then when i met him in person he was like what's it like seeing me in person and deep down i'm like you do realize that i interview people like celebrities for a living right and like I like, mean, yeah, I watch Summer House. It's my favorite show, but he's not the biggest celebrity I've interviewed. You know totally, what I mean? Yeah. You're so, not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, yeah, but I feel bad because he is cool. He's a nice guy. He was very open with me on my podcast, but like, I just thought that was like a shitty comment. Totally. Um, What else? Brother podcasters bug the fuck out of me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the inside of all these. Like, we're in a league of other people that also cover pop culture. And sometimes I'm like, I, I can't listen to like that many other pop culture I podcasts because otherwise I'll like I don't want to accidentally steal what people think or you know I don't want to be influenced yeah I don't want to be influenced yeah. either so I just don't listen yeah um what else what do you have to say about bravo nowadays uh, bravo con invite us thank you yeah I would say next year we better be invited yeah I will say I really hope that this new blood on Vanderpump rules like shakes things up because I will not watch a it's show it's too many people it's too many co- too much too many cooks in the kitchen too many cooks in the kitchen I will too many cooks too many- in the kitchen <laughs> No, yeah, too many cocks in the kitchen or too many cooks in, um, I tried to do something and it didn't work because, you know, I have this problem with puns. Um, <laughs> too many bartenders in the kitchen. Totally. Too many bartenders in the Sir Alley. Uh, yeah. In yeah. the Sir Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also just don't want to watch a show where Jax and Brittany are celebrated. So we'll see how that goes. That's hilarious that if, you said that. If that's the entire plot of this season, like, I, it will take a lot. Well, I me. feel like shitty, um dating behavior is kind of like celebrated in that show and it's totally kind of it's starting to bug me yeah it's just it's old news at especially this point. when you actually see what happens behind closed doors and you'll some sometimes like have been on the other side and know yeah. what it's like you're kind of like fuck you fuck this like these guys are like glory even some of the newer cast members mm-hmm. you'll see these guys are like glorified to be on that show and they feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want to women it's hideous it's hideous and they're being paid for it now they're being paid for it now hideous go fuck yourselves um Deanna, this was so fun. It was so fun. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you so much for being on this show and for having me on your show. Yeah. Um, plug all your things. Where can my listeners find you? Thank you. So you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Espier, and it's spelled Diana, D-I-A-N-A-E-S-P-I-R. And you can also find me on the You Can't Sit With Me podcast on all podcasting platforms. We have an episode together. Woo. We cover a bunch of Bravo things, personal things, fun things. It was so fun to have you. Thanks for having me on your show. And thanks, guys, for listening. Yes, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye.